Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. That's right. Brian Mazeroski here with you on WBEN until 10 o'clock or so. You'll hear from Joe Beamer a little bit later on, uh, maybe even this hour on WBEN. I just cannot get enough of this uh, croquet story that we've been uh, playing for you throughout the morning on WBEN over at Delaware Park this weekend is a big croquet tournament. That's right. Which is um, described on WBEN.com as wicked fun. Get it? And I'm not going to dispute that. I do kind of think croquet is fun. I've got croquet in the back of the garage. And my son even likes to set it up because it's like fun for kids, right? You set up a couple of the little hoops, and you get to smack a ball, and you try and get it through. It's a a lot of fun. But it's the sixth annual Buffalo Croquet Club. Who knew, by the way? Their six-wicket invitational. Is there something to six wickets? I'm not sure. But according to our story, 30 of the best players from all over the world have come to play in this four-day event. People are taking plane rides in this economy to come to Buffalo to play croquet. Where have I been? I Where do... I, I don't, huh? Who knew? And why? What, what, what's like the highest level of croquet? Who, I never imagined anybody getting on a plane to play croquet anywhere for anything. What's the payout for the champion croquet winner of the world? We talked to somebody from St. Louis the number two ranked female in the country. Who's keeping track? Who? No one's come to my backyard to see how we're doing. I wonder where I am on the rankings. The number two. Where, where do you? I'm like so perplexed by this that there's some international croquet circuit, and it's right here in Buffalo. I, the whole thing. I, it seems to me like it's a joke, but I, I don't, I'm just, <laughs> it's real. It's happening. 
For almost four years, the tournament has been dominated by Tim Rapuano from Seattle, Washington. He comes from Seattle, Washington to Buffalo to play croquet. What? However, runner-up of last year's event, Rich Curtis could make a run to grab the title. Curtis is from Rochester, and he's a croquet Hall of Famer. What? There's a Hall of Fame. I'm like, my mind is blown. There's world rankings, handicaps. I, I cannot believe it. And I don't mean any offense to Rich Curtis or Tim Rapuano or Jody Rugart or any of the legends of the game. But I think if you give me like an hour, I could be up there too. 8030930 to join me. Brian Mazarowski here on WBEN. I mean, what how long would it take you to be on the world circuit of croquet? How hard can it be? And what what's like the sport or the game that has competitions? Do you, what is that sport that you look at and go like I could do that because that's a, that doesn't happen in like the big sports. I'm not watching a Bills game or I'm not watching the Sabres play or golf or tennis or baseball or anything like that. I, I'm not watching anything like that and ever thinking that I could even compete on the same field as these players. I would never, I, I, I couldn't like fathom ever doing that. I'm not athletically skilled enough. I, you would need to train your entire life to be good at this. I, lacrosse even, you know, even like these niche sports that you see going around. Darts. Darts is really big over in the UK. I could never do it the way the pros do. You ever see like professional dart throwers? I think that's what they're probably called. The the dart the darters the the dart athletes. What I don't know. What it's a dart person. <laughs> Whatever you call them, in these tournaments, so they're amazing. They're hitting the bullseye like every single time, or you know they're throwing the dart like exactly where they mean to every single time. I play darts all the time. I could never do that. Even like things that I think I'm good at. Or beat people all the time on. I can't necessarily compete at the high level. I'll give you an example. Bubble hockey. I know I've probably told this story before. But bubble I love playing bubble hockey. Anytime I go out to a bar or somewhere where there's bubble hockey, i got to play at least one game with whoever I'm with. And... You know, like, not to brag, and you'll know it's not to brag in a moment. But generally speaking, I'm okay. I pretty much beat everybody who I play with at bubble hockey. Again, not to brag, 
pretty darn good. So one time, um, this was a few when the draft, NHL draft was here. They had a bubble hockey tournament, a bunch of different bars around Western New York. And you enter the bubble hockey tournament. Uh, the championship was outside the draft. The winner gets a bubble hockey table. So I'm like, oh, sign me up. I mean, I'm, I'm winning against all these players. Like, I, maybe I have a shot here. Well, little did I know that there's a group of nerds, excuse me, pro bubble hockey players who travel around to these bubble hockey tournaments and are like ringers. And even though I beat all my friends at bubble hockey, within like a minute, I was down 4 nothing to these people who were just like flick of the wrist. All the, like it, it happened at lightning speed. My arms were tangled. I didn't know what to do. It turns out I stunk. But, you know, there's a lot going on, a lot of rods that, you know, you're moving your hands and you got to know the angles, what each player can do, where to get the shot off from. And they, all these people knew all of it. And you could tell they were in their own little club. They all knew each other. They travel around. And they do the, they do the bubble hockey thing. So even that, something I think I'm good at, it's not a sport, it's just a game. I couldn't do it. Frogger. Frogger, I, I couldn't do that or like Pac-Man or something like that. Anyone, anyone can play it, sure. But, you know, they got all these people at the arcades, the championship. I can't compete on that level. Croquet? Give me an hour and a half and I'll be mopping the floor with... Uh, Rich Curtis. How, what is there to it? You're hitting the ball with the hammer through the little loop to the stick and then back the other way. How, I mean, I would have a harder time competing at putt-putt against somebody than I would at croquet. How hard can it be? It, and now that I know that there's a circuit, I'm thinking of a career change. Because I think I can do it. If Croquet can pay for a cross-country plane ride, there must be some money into it. So what about you? 80309, what is the one game or sport you think you can compete at? Um, on our text board, someone's saying badminton. And you know what? I used to think badminton. Badminton, you know, that's an Olympic sport. That's no, you know, backyard game here. Much like croquet, you might think this is all fun and games. But no, badminton is in the Olympics. Or at least was in the Olympics. They changed some of these sports on and off. But there have been gold medals in badminton awarded before. I would agree with you. I mean, it seems so easy. And I think with minimal practice, you can get to a high level. Because when the little birdie has the feather on the back slowing it down, like it, it can't go that fast. I mean, you really got to crank. You got to hit that thing hard for it to be totally unreachable by the other player on the other side of the net. 
And then if you're playing like a doubles badminton, you got two people covering the same amount of uh, space. Like, yeah, I think I think you could probably do it. But if you see the pros in the Olympics and how crazy they are, I'm going to say no. I'm out on that. I mean, they're going all over the place. They're whacking it. A flick of the wrist, and they're hitting it as hard as you've ever smacked a birdie before. And so they've uh, they've got it really figured out. Cornhole is the other one. Cornhole, I don't think I could be. I think that's another thing like darts. You watch the pros on TV, and they do pro-ams. Do you see that now? I mentioned this earlier in the morning. I've seen Deion Dawkins. I've seen Doug Flutie. And like a bunch of other notable, like people who I recognize, I've seen them on TV playing cornhole at some point over the course of the summer, which is like crazy. But they're with the pros who get it in every single time. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. That's like the darts for me. I, I couldn't do that. It's It requires too much effort accuracy you have to be just too precise and on the money every single time I mean with some practice probably but there's a lot of catching up to do I think on the other hand you look at the uh, people who do curling at the Olympics and I've always said if you've ever been curling before you kind of know how it goes you you go there the first time and you have, like, no idea what you're doing. And by the end of, like, an hour and a half, you're not good, but you're saying, oh, you know, I kind of, I can play. I can do this. And so I always took that to, like, if in an hour I can throw the stone generally in the right direction imagine if I had two years of training every day on this you feel like you could get up to an Olympic level more easily than you could for any other sport which is not to say that it's easy but you could see how somebody can do it but that's still much more difficult than croquet which I feel like I could walk over to Delaware Park right now and just start mopping the floor with everybody. Or at least, you know, not, and maybe I'm overstating it a little bit, maybe I will, but I'll compete. If I go on a golf course against pros, I'm finishing nowhere, I'm like 100 strokes behind anybody. If I go on badminton, I'm like, I'm in the mix, I think. Even if I'm last, I'm not last by a mile. I'm, I'm up there. At least I think so. At least, uh, you know, that's for me. All right. Where's badminton rank in your backyard game rankings? Or not badminton, cornhole. Or not cornhole. <laughs> what am I even? <laughs> Croquet. 
Uh, no, Croquet, uh, where does it rank? In, because I do feel like Susan was saying this earlier. Everyone has a set. I have a set. I know um, my grandparents had a set. I, I feel like I used to play croquet a lot. Everyone has the set in your backyard. But does anyone actually play it? Right? Like cornhole has kind of taken that over. It's so much easier to set up. Croquet, you got to set the field. You're putting the stakes in the right place. You're doing this and that. I'm, it takes a, a commitment to get that game off the ground. So I don't know how often people are actually playing it. Once you do have it all set up, I think it is fun. Anytime you get to smack something with a hammer, it's fun. So I'd rank it up there in terms of games that you get to play. But Cornhole is the king to me. We've been running the poll over at WBEN.com of what your king of backyard games is. And, yeah, Cornhole is in the lead. Other, for whatever reason, is, I don't know, we listed a lot. Cornhole, badminton, croquet, can jam, ladder toss. Am I allowed to say the other word for ladder toss? Jarts. Jarts gets 8% of the vote. I've heard everyone talk about jarts. I've never seen jarts play before in my life. What a Rick. Rick is out in Lakeview. All right, Rick. Um, I give you uh, two hours to practice croquet. Could you be on the tour? Not a chance. Listen, BMAS, I love you. You're a soccer bro with the best of them. But you, like myself years ago in my youth, are so wrong in overestimating your average athletic ability. Just YouTube croquet or badminton at the pro level, these guys are amazing. I remember years ago when they used to have the pro bowling tour, like, listen, you know bowling, you see whatever, you go out, you play, you know, midnight bowling. When the pros came in and I just watched these guys practice, it's just at a whole different level. Um, badminton at the professional level, pickleball. These people are just athletic freaks. Could you compete with the, You would stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> it, would, it would just like I, I once thought I could do that stuff. Listen, you think you're a softball player? Just go and have a high school kid pitch an underhand softball fast pitch to you and just try to try to get a piece of it. And then when she drops a knuckleball or a curve, just just no. It, it's not have I would like to. Maybe thirty years ago I had that, you know, uh, you know, intestinal fortitude where I can, but anybody at an elite level, I mean, even cornhole, watch I mean, listen, even putt putt, YouTube putt putt championships. You need not only some athletic ability, but you need a multiple degree in physics and trigonometry, the, what these guys do. All, all right, Rick, I, I hear what you're saying, but I will stop you at one point here. Now, I, I, fe- I hear what you're saying, but I don't think I'm the type of person who overestimates my athletic ability. And I'll show you, you mentioned soccer. Even when I was playing soccer in high school, I knew I stunk. I was going to ride the bench the whole time. I, I know I stink at it. You mentioned putt-putt. I There's no way I would compete at putt-putt with anybody who's a, a good putter. 
uh, or, or anything. It would take me years and years and years of practice. Darts, I couldn't do it. Bowling, no way. Pete Weber, he would, uh, you know, get me. Uh, I'd be down after one frame, and I'd never be able to catch up. Uh, bocce. I watched the bocce. Remember that bocce shot that was going around like three years ago? Unbelievable, yeah. I I could never do bocce. Croquet? You, you, now, you mentioned uh, bring this up on YouTube. Watch the highlights. So I'm doing it right now. And, okay, I'm looking at them. And it's quite impressive. But I could still hang with them. I, I, listen, I don't know, man. It's not like Irish hurling where you have to run full speed holding a ball and a spatula. But, dude, I don't know. I'm going to say no. They're there for a reason. I'm going to say the same thing, too. That, you know, yeah, they're bored. Experience, not, I, and I don't think any croquet guy can hang with you doing a morning show. It's just, <laughs> listen, seriously, it's what God wanted you to do. Listen, I, I say this all the time. The worst thing that happened to technology is not everybody should have a podcast. You guys are professional, and I mean that. From- <laughs> I, I appreciate it, Rick, and thanks for the call. And thanks for the listen. I still, I'm looking at. All right, I took Rick up on this. I'm watching the 2019 Brunswick Golf Croquet Open game number one. Beautiful lawn, by the way. I'd like to. Here's another reason I know I could be okay at croquet. Because where I'm playing, it's in the elements. I've got divots. I've got holes that my dog dug up. Some of my grass is dead. Some of it is viney weeds. And I still managed to trek through and hit that ball through the little loop-de-loop. They got a perfectly manicured lawn. They've been playing on these nice surfaces too long. You know, you get a, a rough... Uh, <laughs> A rough guy like me from uh, the croquet back alleys coming around, they won't know what hit him. It'd be like Happy Gilmore on the croquet golf course. No, I'm seeing it. They look very uh, professional. Some of them are making pretty amazing shots. At the end of the day, though, you're just trying to get this ball through the little thing. And, like, you can make an amazing shot. I'm going to get it through there, too. 8030930. Could you do this? What's the quote unquote sport you think you could do after like an hour of practice and hang with the best? And does croquet rank on your list of favorite backyard lawn games? Let me know. 8030930. Brian Masrowski here on WBEM. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. That's right. We are back here on WBEN. Brian Mesrowski here with you, and uh, we'll hear from Joe Beamer, too. Um, and uh, Oh, my goodness. This croquet thing is just – I'm – I am at a loss for words because of the story that we had this morning. It is the sixth annual Buffalo Croquet Club Six Wicked Invitational happening at Delaware Park this weekend. We uh, here at WBEN spoke with (laughs) Jody Rugart of St. Louis came all the way to Buffalo to Maintain that ranking of the number two female croquet player in the country. We spoke with Tim Rapuano of Seattle, Washington, who came all the way to Buffalo, New York, to maintain his dominance at this tournament. Rich Curtis, the Rochester native, who is also a croquet Hall of Famer. These are all real people and real things. <laughs> It's croquet. I'm like, my mind is blown. I can't believe there's something going on here. I think of all the things that there is a pro circuit. I mean, listen, listen to what I mentioned. Six annual tournament. There's apparently a world rankings. There is a croquet hall of fame. So apparently this is way more official than I ever thought looking at that dusty old set in the back of my garage. Of anything that has all those uh, Hall of Fame, world rankings, right? I think croquet is the thing. You give me an hour, a little putt-around practice, I can compete with the best of them. Judy in Cheektowaga, what do you think? Hi, Brian. I think you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I grew up playing croquet. I'm 74. I've lived in Buffalo my whole life. My dad was excellent at croquet, but he couldn't have competed. We played all the time from the time I was a young kid. And about 10 years ago, I went to Florida for a vacation, and I spotted something online that said, free croquet game, free croquet lessons. I was so excited. I made my boyfriend take me there. It's look it up. National Croquet Center, it will blow your mind. It's in West Palm Beach, Florida. That makes sense. You see it. It looks like, if you look at the pictures, I mean, it looks like some really super fancy golf course, like the fanciest golf course you ever saw. It's like a country club of croquet people. 
And it's the national home of the croquet, which is probably where all these things happen here. Um, it's actually the world's largest dedicated, I'm reading it off of there, croquet facility with 12 full-size championship lawns spanning four acres and a 19,000-square-foot clubhouse. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm trying to go to the uh, website right now, but our servers yeah. here at work won't let me. It says that uh, they might be trying to steal my passwords and information. Oh, don't So don't what are they up that. to Just- there? Well, they, I went there to play with my boyfriend and another couple, and we, they just, I mean, it was these fancy people that taught us what to do, and they were all dressed in, like, white. They looked like, you know, the fancy, fancy tennis players or whatever. They were amazing. I mean, like, there was no, I mean, I didn't go in there with the mindset of, like, I know how to play croquet, I can beat you. <laughs> I just wanted to learn. I wanted. I thought it was so cool, and it was, and they were super nice, super, super nice. But honestly, the place was immaculate. It was you got to look it up and see all the things that they do there. And um, it's really, it was so interesting. And they told us of, you know, the history of croquet and all that. It's been around since, like, 1300. And it was actually the Irish who turned it into croquet and some other, the Scottish turned it into golf, they said. So it went in two different directions after the original croquet. But I found it, I learned a lot of stuff down there. And I was just like, I was blown away by these guys. I watched them play in there. I'm like, I'm embarrassed. I'm, I didn't, wasn't even dressed properly. I didn't wear all oh, white. Oh, God forbid. Uh, <laughs> Judy, thank you for the call. Thank you for the insight. Um, you got to be dressed properly to play uh, croquet. I just, I think it's the thing. I think it, um, I can't enroll in the tournament. I'm not on the world rankings yet. I got to invite someone over to my backyard. You wait, You know what? Those people are getting soft playing on these nicely manicured lawns, too. Frank, uh, you're on WBEN. All right, what do you think? Uh, croquet, is there some other sport you think you can jump right into uh, with, like, very minimal training and compete with the best of them? Not anymore. You know why? Because these kids today or these people, they're all one-sport stars. When we were high school, we all played three sports. Nobody, nobody went to camps or stuff like that. I was a fairly good athlete in high school. You could not compete with these kids today probably in any sport. They're just too good. Too I, good. I do, you know, Frank, there is something to that. Uh, you, you know, back in the day, you walk the halls of high school and you'd see everyone's letterman jacket and it had, you know, what did it have? Football, swimming, and croquet on it, you know, all uh, at the same one. Now it's just croquet. The croquet guys walking down the hall bullying everyone, uh, pushing them out of the way with their mallets. Uh, no, I don't think that happened. But, no, I get what you're saying. I, I am amazed. I've, uh, I think I've told this on the air before. I've gone back and watched uh, like my uh, sweet home soccer, where I used to play soccer, and I think about what it like must have looked like from somebody watching us play soccer, and it's like soccer in the sense that you know we kick the ball around, you try and score a goal, but I mean we didn't play soccer, and I was watching uh, this team; they were very good, and like they were actually playing soccer. You know, I if I was in the, uh, you know playing in one of the back positions. And got the ball, I'd kick it up the field because, you know, am I going to do pass it to somebody? Um, you know, these kids were looking around. They were passing the ball. So there is something to that. You know, kids are a lot better. I don't know uh, what that reasoning is. You know, parents pushing for them to be uh, trained all the time. Joe Beamer's in studio with me now. It, it might be, as the previous caller said, you know, that focus on one sport. Could you imagine if that one sport is croquet? Like that's all you did? No. But I don't 
I, I never had any interest in croquet. My parents had a croquet set. I you used, never played it? No. Never played it. I mean, if I did, I don't remember actually playing. I remember just getting the ball and hitting it around the backyard and thinking that was fun. I think I think it's a lot of fun. I would put it up there in terms of, like, backyard games. Well, maybe if I played the, the actual version, like the actual regulation croquet game. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite, like, backyard game? I love badminton. I could play badminton all day. Really? Oh, yeah. I that see now that's when people are saying oh you're overestimating yourself you have a high opinion of look no badminton you yeah. put me up against like even somebody who's moderately good like I'm not going to be no, all I that good com- at it no I couldn't compete with anyone on especially those. like the Olympic level like all these you know high ranked badminton players no way you have to hit the birdie right every time and let's be honest there are times where I don't get yeah you the flop birdie. you yeah. hit the feather exactly <laughs> exactly you, you do something more like times that. than not. Uh, horseshoes. People uh, were chiming in saying horseshoes is one they think they could compete with. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I guess maybe if you get like the weight down, like there is something to be said about that. I think. I would say if you're ranking cornhole, horseshoes, darts, like all these different games where it's like you're throwing something trying to hit a target. Yeah, I'm awful at all of them. But I kind of think that horseshoes is maybe the easier one mm. of all that. Just because, like, once you get the weight of the horseshoe down yeah, and you kind of, like, know how to throw it so that it doesn't bounce out of the horseshoe pit and, like, almost break someone's ankle, once you get that down, I think you're... You know, you can kind of keep up. Now, that being said, there's probably, just like Cornhole, there's probably the people who really get it down and just throw it on the ring every single time. Oh, yeah. the stick. Those are the professional. Which I couldn't do. No. But, uh, like, here I'm watching the, uh, I've still got it on, the uh, Golf Croquet Open, Is game this... number one. They get, you got people missing shots. Like, Is this I on ESPN this. Plus? No, it's on YouTube, Joe. Oh, okay. Uh, 5,000 views. Oh, it's wow. It's been up for two years. <laughs> I thought you were watching the event in Buffalo. <laughs> no. Uh, maybe that one's on there, too. Uh, Carl in Kenmore, you're on WBEN. Is there something you think you could compete at with the best of them? Well, uh, I'd like to mention, you mentioned Target. Uh, I'm an avid trap and ski shooter, and that involves hitting in a moving clay bird doing 60 miles an hour, uh, and you try to knock a bird out with a shotgun. And uh, for me, myself, I found it very challenging not to beat a competitor next to me, but to beat myself. A perfect score in a round trap or skeet is a 25. Uh, And it's usually when you get to 23 or 25, getting on that last shot, you start to choke up a little bit. you got to calm yourself down. But that's something that I've seen children as young as 15 compete with an adult and beat them, and women, regardless of their size, because there's different types of shotguns that recoil less without any pain. Those, those are my words. Hey, Trap. Carl, thanks for the call. I think, um, you know, part of that, kids, that seems like something that kids would be better at. We, we, they've got a better reflex. Yes. Like the, the better hand-eye, 
better reflexes. Their timing is, you know, they're, they're better with timing than when you get older. You lose that. So you're probably not going to be able to be quite as good the older you get at something like that when it comes to hitting a moving target and, you know, being able to react to something right away. Yeah. As you that would kind of make sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I'm not surprised I mean, that I, kids are able to do that. That's another, that's another thing I would never be good at. But, yes, I, I, I agree with your point. See, here's a texter uh, chiming in. They play horseshoes in clay pits, so there's no bounce. Like, Am I wrong in thinking that much like croquet, when I'm seeing uh, these people on these like perfectly manicured – I mean, it's like a putting green that's as big as a football field, that when I see this – and you hear, oh, well, that we play horseshoes in pits where there's absolutely no bounce at all. Like, that, that makes you soft. Like, I'm playing croquet on a lawn with a whole bunch of bumps and weeds and avoid the dog droppings over there. Um, you got to, you know, hit the ball and curl it around the, the dog where he went. Um, and I'm, you know, I got horseshoes and a little bit of sand that's just on hard ground. And so you have to throw it perfectly or else it's going to bounce up and hit someone in the shin. I I mean, I feel like that hardens you up and gets you ready for stuff. Would you be able to adjust to the well-manicured uh, field? Um, you know, that the ball would travel a Who lot Who would different. have an easier time adjusting, me on the nice thing or them coming to the dirt pits? They would have a more difficult time. It's adjusting. like in the sandlot. You know, they go to the nice baseball field and they play the kids with the uniforms. And it's like, hey, we've been used to playing with one ball. We got a dog who we're scared of on the other side of the fence, playing in fear of our lives. Um, you know, everything's uh, messed up over here. But we come, you give us the nice facilities, and we take that hard-nosed edge, and look what happens. Beat you. Yeah. yeah. When we're not afraid to hit it over the fence because we can't get it back, <laughs> we'll do it a bunch. Yeah. That was the moral of the story right there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, Jarts, Joe. Jarts. Because we were asking people uh, on our web poll this morning what their favorite lawn game is. And to no surprise to me, the runaway winner of the things we mentioned. So we listed badminton, cornhole, croquet, jarts, or lawn darts, can jam and ladder toss, and then other. Other's the winner. Ah. Which well, yeah. I don't. You know, other, I guess, volleyball, horseshoes, like everything else. But of the things listed, Cornhole, the far and away winner. I think that's no surprise. Right, yeah. That's like taken over. It's very popular. Yep. Uh, But Jarts is up there. And of all the things listed, that's number two in terms of votes. And I want to call baloney on that. Because I think Jarts is something people love to talk about. Yeah. Because they don't sell it anymore. Like it's one of those uh, back in my day, you know, you know, we had lawn darts and, you know, you'd throw a throw it and there'd be a hole in somebody's foot or something like that. Like, oh, they don't let you play lawn darts anymore. And everybody talks about it and everybody talks about having jarts. And yet, Joe, in my entire life, I've never seen anybody actually play it. So how can it be that popular? No, I've never seen it set up at a party. You know, I've never gone to a backyard party. It's usually uh, cornhole, badminton I've seen sometimes, uh, can jam, uh, maybe once or twice. But I can't say jarts is usually in the backyard when you go to someone's uh, backyard party. And it's not for fear of somebody getting hurt for the most times. Because the games that we do play in the backyards, 
I mean, we're lighting off fireworks in backyards. Exactly. Right. So I don't think the the uh, the pointy end of the lawn dart is really stopping anyone from playing. I think people aren't playing because it's just not that fun. Right. No. I think cornhole's a lot better. Cornhole, and I and I'm awful at cornhole, but I, I definitely think it's uh, a lot more fun than jarts. Again, I've had very little experience at jarts. I've had a lot of experience at I've being an with awful the, partner in cornhole. I've played with the fake jarts, like the ones that you can buy. Yeah, like we used the to sell ends. those. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe it's because it's not there's like a sense of danger that you like playing with like an actual missile. Um, yeah. it, it adds a little bit to it. But playing with the fake jarts, you know, it's just like, eh. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, the ladder balls, like that's another one where it's like, eh, it's just not. It's okay. It's fun. Yeah, it's. But it's almost like a nuisance when you're good at it and you ring them around and you got to unstring them. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's just not, it's not up there. The ladder's always tipping over when you hit it. Yeah, I, that's another one that. I've, Someone's getting whacked in the face with the balls. I've never had any interest in playing. It's it's just it's not up there. No, Horse- I like something that's easy, already set up for me, and the retrieval process is literally me taking one or two steps. I um, if I had to put my favorite, it's not the one that's most played because it needs like a permanent setup. But horseshoes would be my favorite. Okay. Of all the games, I you know I like croquet. It's very fun, but the thing about horseshoes is like it just has like a little mystique. I think when you're growing up. Because when you're a little kid, for obvious reasons, you know, oh, you can't play the horseshoes. You know, you can play when people aren't playing, but you can't stand around the horseshoe pit. You know, yeah. watch out. Back obvious off. reasons. And it's just like one of those things, oh, all right. And I see everyone's drinking and smoking and throwing horseshoes around there. Like, it's this thing that I can't do. You know, you can play every other game, but, oh, you got you to gotta be older. You got to be cooler to play the, with the horseshoes. So I think that plays into like the mental. Now, when you play horseshoes, like <laughs> I've made it, I can <laughs> I can throw the big heavy horseshoe right now, and I it's fun. I don't like it's. Sorry for uh, the offensive language to everybody. Horseshoes, it just feels like a man's game. Oh, right, croquet. Everyone's wearing the little uh, <laughs> silly little white shorts. You know, it doesn't it doesn't exactly feel like. The man's game. Horseshoes has that feeling. I can I can agree with that. Yeah. No other lawn game has. You're, you're whacking around a birdie. Hey, you're not feeling now. like a man's game. Come on, don't 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 down. Uh, bad. I'm not is, saying it's not fun. It's but a I, fun game. But I'm just saying it's that that puts horseshoes kind of in that next level where it's just this is my thing. This okay. is my favorite. Uh, can jam. Can jam's on the thing. Um, can jam is a young man's game because you, there is some at, you got a dexterity athleticism involved knocking the can around throwing the frisbee well you want to go all out you know i've seen people dive to get the frisbee and you want to go all out and do it yeah it's great in high school when you get a little older 30 plus it loses its luster just a little bit. Is that bit. why I'm seeing it at less and less parties? Yes. A hundred percent. There's a reason why cornhole, like you're in high school, it's like the can jam, and then like it blends for a while, and then you hit an age, and like you just never see can jam anymore. It's just always cornhole. Yes. It's because it's like basically the same thing, but no one's 
diving and jumping around. You can just stand there and not move. Yeah, you're not getting dirty playing cornhole. Absolutely yeah, not. Exactly. All right, Joe. Uh, you're coming up in like a few minutes. That's right. I hope I didn't uh, bite into your prep time. No, no, no. I've, uh, I'm, I'm prepped, uh, ready to go, and uh, we will have a uh, Friday. We're talking TSA horror stories, streaming television, and David's regular do Friday to, guests. Do you want me to leave the uh, croquet on for Would you? Would you please? That'd yeah. be great. David's regular guest, Lauren Fix at twelve thirty, and Carl Calabrese at one. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll see you in just a few minutes. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.